Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Operator with me. And we've got uh, got good news and bad news. We sure do. There's good news and bad news. The good news is that me. The good news is me. Mike and I hanging out. And the the other good news is that we don't have to suffer the affliction of T.O. Ralph because he's gone down to the croup or the foot and mouth disease or something, something weird. It, it was something I think, I think honestly, it was God trying to help us out because they were, were just <laughs> tired of hearing him and his voice just totally went and it's like, you know what, we're going to give you a break. And, and he just kind of woke up and was like, that takes care I reckon of he's faking it. He, he, dear listeners, he's lost his voice. He literally can't talk, but I reckon it might be psychosomatic because he just didn't want to, didn't want to deal with accusations of being Ralph rather than Tio. Names from the past coming out. Either that or he lost it singing some love ballads, hitting those high notes that he sits in his room and, <laughs> and just sends it, you know, I, I, either one. With his big uh, his big hat and his black jacket with a silver embroidery and his guitar. Yeah, that one. Yeah. What do they call those guys in Mexico? The playing pubs? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I know what you're talking about, though. They come out with the horns and the... the all, all the stuff and play music and entertain everybody. Yeah. Like a troubadour. Yeah. <laughs> Raph, the troubadour. <laughs> There's a word for anyway. It's, it slipped my mind. Anyway, how have you been, Mike? What have you been up to? Uh, a lot, actually. It's been a very busy week. I pulled the trigger and I'm going back to school. So I'm in a, I'm in a course for the next eight months and it's uh, six months online and that's new to me. And then a two-month residency down in Florida. Uh, so that that's pretty new, but exciting. And this is something that's not totally out of my realm, but it's definitely an advanced level. And I won't lie that I am very nervous. And, but I'm also embracing that feeling because we can't grow without being uncomfortable. And, you know, I know, be comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's how you grow. And that's how, you know, you're, you're learning is when you're not comfortable, something's happening. It kind of tips you off, but I'm excited, man, because it's going to lead me to get my degree, which I never thought I would go after. Honestly, I just didn't think I would need it or want it, but I actually do. And it's something that's driving me to get there. And, uh, thanks a big part to you and, and Raph for encouraging me. Uh, you guys have both have your masters and, you know, you got your, your MBA and all your stuff. And I always hear about it. I'm like, man, that'd be nice to have one day or, and you guys kind of encouraged me when I told you about the the opportunity. So thanks. So the, the online part, how does that work with, how's that going to actually work? Obviously for the listeners, we talk a lot offline, but I haven't heard this part. So how does the, um, online school work in and around your work commitments? Uh, work is priority. So nothing changes with that. And I have to figure out where school fits in. So just like everything else, my schedule is very busy. Some days I work six hours, some days I work 15 hours and all of it is just time management. And I'm giving up a lot of things, personal time, fun, some extra sleep. But when I came back, uh, to look at it, I've had a lot harder periods of six months in my life where I was a lot worse condition 
in, in a lot worse conditions than I am now. So I'm healthy. I eat. I'm warm. I'm, I'm comfortable that way. So it could be a lot of worse. Um, I'm not I'm not too worried about it, man. Yeah. And so effectively, is it sort of like you're just doing evening classes, working in and around, logging online, working yeah. through modules and submitting assignments and that kind of thing? Yeah. Evenings and weekends. Yep. A lot, lot of papers, a lot of reading, different stuff coming in. It's a lot of stuff with the military and senior leadership and how things break down and international studies and joint operations, you know, all this stuff, all kinds of different things with that. But it's a lot of professional development too, uh, which I'm very passionate about. So when I get out of the military, it's like, who am I as a person and what qualities do I bring um, for, from myself? Uh, to a new job or anything else. So I'm building it for that, for a resume. Uh, but also with my military career, it's, it's going to make me a better professional, right? So that's part of being a professional is growing. And if I'm not getting better, then I'm not a professional. I'm stagnant, if that makes sense. So. Oh, my, uh, absolutely makes sense. And degree, which, which uh, degrees is the pathway towards or part of? Well, it depends on kind of, I already have a bunch of credits from other schools and different stuff that I've attended. And, uh, you know, so you get college credits when you're in the military for courses or specialties that you do because it involves math or, you know, engineering or different things that you can get. So depending on how I angle it, I could get one in international studies. I can get one in counterterrorism and government. Um, there's like three or four different ones. So I think one was uh, criminal justice and a few of my police buddies were like, don't do that because <laughs> it's very hard to use. So uh, I don't know. I, I have some time to, to think about it, but I'm excited, man. It's uh, definitely uncharted territory for me. And the two months residential, is that uh, like you then effectively are at like full-time school? Yeah. You'll get two months, you know, TDY or whatever. Yep. Yeah, so pretty much the military will send me there for two months and I will interact with certain entities, uh, very high ranking entities. And uh, I've even heard rumors that like uh, men's warehouse comes in and fits you with suits and you go out to super fancy like four or five star dinners, you know, like you and Raf have at work. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it actually have this etiquette training of like how to deal with different entities and government and foreign nations. And like, how am I going to sit down with the ambassador of another country and have a meal? And how are we going to sit? How are we going to talk? You know, all this stuff. And I'm going to be an ambassador of the United States, you know? So it's like, Hmm, it's pretty cool, man. It's interesting. I, I, it, it's, it is actually really interesting. What, what you've been talking about is, um, is, is such an important part of life to have those challenges mentally and to be growing and, that whole thing about being uncomfortable, being stretched, you know, working at something that's difficult brings out aspects of ourselves, reveals character and reveals, you know. Yeah, no, 100%. It's not easy. It's not easy to balance, you know. It's a lot easier when you're 19 to be at uni, as we call it in Australia, and just crack on and get a degree at that stage. But to come back when you're working and you've got financial commitments and career and family and other things underway. Yeah. So it'll be good. I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm really glad you're doing it. I'm glad you went in with your eyes wide open. Yeah, man. And I expect a frothy out, out of this at the end. I'm just I'm just setting the expectations there. I want a frothy with you at the end, whether you got to fly over here or we're yeah. meeting somewhere or we're kayaking across the big the big blue. We're, we go. we're, we're doing it. 
Okay. So that's, is that, is that like end of year grad? Is it six months plus two months? Is that what we're thinking? Sort of near. Christmas yeah. So right around year. Christmas time. Well, I'm hoping that by then all this international stuff's behind us and, uh, you know, Cesar and I are fully vaccinated back in January. So there should be no barriers. No barriers, dude. Planes or boats. Well, I expect no, planes. Got- if you fly, I expect to be picked up at the runway with my suitcase and, and, and Crocs on and uh, we're going. <laughs> yep. So that's that. Well, we, we talk about it a lot. Like we've got family there. We've got you guys. You know, we've got a lot of people that mean a lot to us in the US and uh, that's definitely going to be one of the first places we get to when we can go. Speaking of that, we're actually um, traveling in, in about a week now. It'll be about a week from when this uh, episode goes live. We should be on our way heading back to Australia. If everything happens, I mean, <laughs> many things have gone wrong. I know I've told you guys a lot about it, but you know, booking three different flights with different carriers to different cities to cover off on uh, failures and cancellations and, and they have happened. So we're actually on the third option now and I've rebooked the second one as the fullback to four number four. <laughs> yeah. So just anybody listening in a first, first, uh, first world country where you're complaining that there's no peanuts on the plane. All right. But you're still getting the travel and go wherever, wherever you want, wherever you please realize melon hasn't been home in so long. And people that are doing great things overseas for the world, for their country, for their family. And guys like this literally delayed and thrown off three different flights just to try to get home and see his family after a pandemic. Okay. Like, Take a minute, stop, be thankful for what you have because if anybody deserves it, it's it's Melon and his family to just to go home. Okay. I just wanted to say that. Well, I really appreciate that. When I'm not doing it too that'd be on that. No one no one does ever feel too sorry for me. <laughs> I do sometimes, but <laughs> it, that's different. That's different. Yeah. But uh no, we're like we're all together and we're just sort of trucking along and our little routine works and the homeschool and uh the kids and just things are good, but it has been a long time, you know, it's heading towards two years and, you know, it's a long time away. Anyhow, that's, that's, that's on the card. So there might be um, episodes in the future recorded with more people with Australian accents in the background and there might be brown, brown bottles of Gatorade getting cracked and things that fizz and bubble out of the top. And you might hear my brothers even on podcasts, perhaps. Yeah, I think the show notes will just literally be a link to the Australian dictionary and that's it. <laughs> just so everybody can follow along and be like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> so Q&A. Yeah, yeah. So so we put out a post We we for anybody that's watching on Facebook or Instagram, you know, we, we try to put out interactive posts. So when you see it and it says, hey, you know, would you like to ask us a question or anything? This is your time to reach out, ask us a question. It can be individually as a group or just say hi. I think Melanie, Melanie responded today and she was just like, hey, boys, how you doing? So if you want to say hi to feel free to do that. We appreciate it, but we will respond. Um, but we did get some feedback, some questions that we're going to cover today. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get to it. Um, so I think the first one we'll, we'll kick off is from our buddy Elliot uh, out there. He's written me an email. I think Melon, he's written you an email as well. But um, he actually wrote two. 
And the first one is, <laughs> I love this. Besides world domination, what was your intent or goal for this podcast? <laughs> We've been had. <laughs> um, yeah, people know about it. Yeah, Elliot. Uh, good question, man. I, I we've really talked about this about kind of why we started this in episode one, and then throughout this whole process, we're always thankful and grateful that we have this opportunity to do it. But I think when the three of us came together, we all had a very similar goal in mind, and that was just to help people. Uh, and we were going to try and help them through our own experiences and look at some of the good things in life, the bad things in life, and see what we could pull out as, as positive framework for anybody, not just military uh, or police or anything, but just anybody can listen to it, kind of fill in the blanks with some of their own experiences or stuff they're going through in their life and apply it. And, um, you know, we don't take any money for this. We actually pay every month to put this podcast on. And uh, I think we're all okay with that after seeing the effects that we've had uh, with some people in that ripple effect we've talked about. Um, so uh, I know just for myself, I'm on no soapbox and I don't do this for popularity and fame, N none of it, I, I could care less. I love these conversations. I love the reactions. I love the conversations they start. And honestly, selfishly, I wake up in the morning and I feel great about myself. And that's, that's pretty cool. So how about you, Melon? Yeah, I remember uh, Raf talking to me about it. And I was just in a, you know, like the pandemic was underway. We were back in Oz and so on. And I was on my own. And, and I've obviously like, he's a pretty special mate and a pretty special guy. And um, I sort of didn't really explore it for a little while i was like okay and then i just was like you know i need to just say yes to things and uh it has been a massive uh positive benefit i really in the middle of the pandemic when my family were away i really loved that they were getting the episodes and hearing me talk about stuff that was important with you guys and you know that whole like they literally would drive around their car and listen to the podcast that was the only thing they could get out of the house for and you know, also a record of serious conversations. Like I've got a photo of my dad right here. It's the only photo of him in the house and it sits above the uh, place where I record. And, you know, he passed away when I was 11 and I would love to have a few more records of, of anything of his, you know. I've got one card that's framed that he sent to my mum on a trip and that's really the only record I have in the house. And I think... When we're gone, like these things can, these they can be like a permanent marker of like what was that person like, what were things that are important in that person's life, oh, as yeah. like a thing for the family, a bit of legacy, but um, also that whole, you know, doing something where there's no return, there's no uh, obviously financial incentive, and people should know that there are sponsors that have that have approached us and we're not interested. Uh, at this stage, we're just, we just, we like keeping this exactly as it is, you know, just a real conversation between friends about stuff that we think is important. And definitely the feedback, when we started to get um, feedback about impacts we'd had in, in real people's lives, certainly the 
two very serious uh, cases where self-harm was averted was like a massive motivator. And, um, you know, every email and every uh, message that we received really makes me think that this is something that uh, is positive. And I'll, I'll really look forward to these chats, you know, a bit of banter and something a little bit serious. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a healthy, it's like a healthy uh, conversation, I reckon. And I, like I said this before a long time ago, I think it's a really good idea for people to have. It's hard to set these things up, but to have a conversation that just keeps going, that has topics that are important, you know, as a placeholder for people in their lives to process things and to talk about what's going on, what's important. I think it's a very healthy thing to do. I'd encourage everyone to set this kind of thing up with people who are important in their lives. Yeah. No. Have, have things changed for you, like why you continue to do this, Mike? Uh, in what way? Like, what are you being changed? So like that initial uh, desire to to help people and have a positive conversation, interact with uh, Raf and I. Hmm. It's, is, that, is that why you're still doing it now? You know, I'm sort of interested in your, your current motivation to continue. Yeah, it, it's become more of a passion of mine, if, if I'm being completely honest. You know, I when, when we first started, about this, I originally, it was like, no, I don't want to do it um, because of a lot of uh, personal reasons and uh, security reasons as well uh, with myself. So I don't want to be putting myself out there because, you know, I, I was like, no, dude, I don't want this about me. And it was, uh, you know, that was my mindset. Now, a year later over, you know, of actually really starting this whole thing, it's become a passion of mine to, to really listen to people and have these type of conversations and encourage it because I love having these podcasts on or offline, like when we're just talking and I, I want more of it in my day. So I'm grateful that we could have this podcast, but at the same time, anybody I interact with throughout my day now, I try having this type of conversation with them and I can see the effect quick. Mm -hmm. And they kind of like either pause or, or they kind of start getting into it. You can tell it's it changes them because they're like, dude, there's something different about you versus everybody else that just kind of goes through their cookie cutter day. Same conversation, same meeting, same whatever. And I like to change it up. You know, even going to like the grocery store, I go into Walmart and the cashier like, hey, how, how's your day? Good. How's yours? Good. And it was like, imagine how many times during a day she says that, you know, so like she'll walk up and I will just make something completely up and be like, did you know the chicken back there was alive and it just ran across the road? And just to make her like, what? And just kind of throw that wave of, of something goofy in, her, in, in their day, makes them laugh and kind of breaks the cycle. And you can see that their whole, their, the whole person just changes because, you know, you injected life or something funny or something positive into their life and you have an effect. And that's a good thing. Yeah. So that's how it's changed for me. Has it changed for you? Has it evolved? Has it become more of like a, I don't know, a responsibility, do you feel maybe? It is a bit, yeah. I do feel that. Yeah. Um, like it's important, like it's an important thing for me to get these out each week. And uh, you know, like I I get a I get a lot out of it personally, actually now. Which I think I probably did from the beginning, but I just a few layers, you know, you sort of a foundation's been laid down, and uh, like I know how you guys are just the same on here as we are offline, and 
like I don't think after 39 episodes of, you know, sort of 45 minute conversations, I don't think it'd be hard to be fake that whole time. I think, you know, and you can just be more relaxed and more yourself and yeah, I'm not a good actor. People, people probably already have a pretty good idea of who we are. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, that's good. And the other, the other, the other thing that, you know, <laughs> it's always good to come back for is the banter. Yeah. Very uh, enjoyable to have a laugh and always in, in good humor, especially at Ralph's expense. Ralph. Hey, I got, I got one for you. Yeah. It was a question uh, from, a, from a listener, which is how do you make time for everything and everyone that is important with the emphasis on the word important? So like balancing family time, exercise, kids, sport, hobbies, time to decompress and, uh, you know, keeping those priorities straight. So how do you make time for everything and everyone that's important? Ooh, yeah, that is a good question. Especially, you know, I've been thinking about that the last couple of days, especially with my, uh, my new endeavor of school and work combined for the next few months. How am I going to balance that? Well, in my mind, it's not a one-way street. And what I mean by that is, it's not on me to reach out all the time to make things happen. Those important people in my life are important because they're very close to me. And one, I've already had good conversations, you know, with you guys and, and also other people, but they understand what I'm about to do and what I am doing now. And they're like, Hey, if you don't reach out, that's fine. We, we, we know that you're busy, but we will reach out to you and check on you. So what days are good, you know, are evenings best. Like my mom, she won't text me during the day. Cause she's like, you're busy. And on these days, I know you're working day and night and there's no talking to you. So I'll just talk to you on the weekend, you know? So it's kind of like pre-planned about, Hey, you know, and we can build our schedules around availability. Um, but sometimes if I get, 10, 15, 20 minutes, or I'm driving to or from work and I'm just in the car and I'm not talking to you guys, you know, talking about, Hey, what are we doing for the show this week or a guest or, or just bantering? Um, I'll just pick up the phone and I, I kind of go through my head of like, who haven't I talked to recently? That's a close friend. And I'm just going to call them and I'll give them 20, 30 minutes of my time on the drive home. And it's, and it's good. Hey man, how's it going? I haven't heard from you in a bit. You know, hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, same old stuff, but just wanted to call you, check on you, see how the family's doing, what's new, you know? And it's just, you, you realize in, in your day, you actually do have time and you can take those couple minutes just to call or text someone and be like, Hey, I'm just thinking about you and sorry, I've been busy and just kind of go there. And that, that goes a long way. So that's what I, I do. I use that same that same thing. I'll get in the car and on my drive to work normally, it's it's sort of afternoon, evening in Australia and I'll go through and, you know, get a name that I haven't spoken to for a while as well and try, try and get some benefit out of that, you know, 15, 20 minute period. And then also during the day, like if I have, if I have time, I'll try and get them. If I think of someone's name, you know, I try and just get a message off. I agree with what you're saying as well, though, about other people will make the effort. Yeah. You know, but there are, as you and I know, there are people who go through hard times and checking in on them. Yeah, for sure. But the, the relationships that are important will have a reciprocal nature, right? Like people will understand and appreciate that effort that you put in and will return it. 
but there are times when you're going to be carrying a bit more of a bit more of the responsibility for that relationship for a period someone else having a hard time and so being in comms yeah how about how about all that other stuff balancing the work the family the you know your own recreation sport Mm, well i'm the kind of guy where i put other people before myself and i think i think that's just who i am as a person how i was raised for one but also to the military i was always taught um i was always taught team gear then personal gear you never do what's for you first you always put the team first and you're always there so if you you're finishing up a mission it's putting the weapons away putting the comms away helping out with aircraft with boats with trucks like cleanup like you are there for the team before you even think about yourself and i think that still holds true a lot but certain times i do come first for Mm. personal health um depending on what it is right and i can get into specifics but that that'd be a lot but having that balance of like when the team comes first in a work environment versus hey i need this time for myself um that needs to be communicated really well but i look at that in my personal life as well you know that that the family comes first the, the team and if I get a task or something that's kind of how do I prioritize that? My initial question is, is that for is that for something bigger than myself or is that just for me? And that's the first question I ask. And and again, situation dependent, but more than likely, I'm going to do what's bigger than me. So, like, if I don't do this task, then everybody's going to suffer. Yeah. And I, I just can't do it. I can't let it slide. I, I, I go full bore and I'm like. I can't, I can't let these people down. I need to be there. Would you say that, um, you know, Mike gets the benefit? Because it's obviously like, it, it can't just be an outflow of energy that goes one way, right? Like resources or effort or time or money or whatever. Mm-hmm. That there's a return that comes to Mike from doing these things. Like I'm thinking of myself about my own, own day. Like my time with family just naturally occurs. You know, like I come home and my family here and I just love that time or time with Cherry. You know, we've been spinning together and getting to the gym and stuff as well as, you know, just we really sort of block out our evenings together. But do you know what I mean? Like I get a lot out of those times. Yeah. Like sitting on the sitting on the couch with the kids watching a family film. Like I love that. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, sharing a a birthday dinner with them. But what I'm saying is, you know, it's, it's not just a one-way flow. Like it can't ever be a one-way flow. There has to be a reciprocal flow and you're only going to do things routinely and, and in an ongoing way that there's a, it's not that you're doing it for yourself, but like you will continue to engage in relationships that are, that are productive and that are bringing something into your life or bringing something better out of you than that, than you otherwise would be on your own. Right. Yeah. The, the return for me is I, I love helping people. I love figuring out, Hey dude, what makes you tick? How can I make you better? What do you need help with? And the return for me is when I see you smiling, when I see you succeed, when it's something you you're like, I can't do this. And you're literally crying and you're like, I can't do this. And I'm, and I get to be a part of your moment and 
I'm there to tell you like, yes, it is possible. And here's how I can help you get there. And, uh, when I see that success in the movement, I feel, I don't feel like, oh yeah, that's because of me. I don't feel bad at all. That person put in the work and I was just able to be a small part of it. That is the return. And that is, I take that with a lot of pride and, and I, I honor that. I respect that so much is when I see people become a better version. Um, what really hurts the worst is when I take the time and put in all the effort to, to get that, you see that person succeed and then they disappear and they don't reciprocate. And it's, why did you do that to me? Like why I, I just gave you everything that I had as a person, as a friend to help you out, to achieve this goal. And then these people never, never contact you back. And it's just, what's the disconnect? Where's that from? So that's kind of the, that that's the hard part. And that's, that's always on my mind is just like, look, if I help this person, are they just going to get to a point and be like, cool, thanks. See ya. Yeah. Or are they get some, I guess some will be right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, transactional relationships are not the ones that are going to really last you know it's the one where there's a natural return in the moment i was just thinking about like actual scheduling you know like sort of part of the question was work and exercise and family and so on and i know in my life i've got like blocked out time already obviously work and all those sorts of things already are in my day and then having um like coaching my son's rugby team and all the other kids at the uh, end of the work week is, is like a really nice time that's, that's in. And then I've got some commitments with, uh, with teams, like some sporting activities myself, and then putting in like having some stuff that floats. So like the exercise with Cherry, you know, there are days that are better than others and not being like it all has to happen exactly in accordance with the schedule. You know, like there, there are, I don't know, probably four days is four exercise or five exercise blocks in a, in a week. And if we can just slide them around in between other commitments and, you know, letting things happen organically. Yeah. No, yeah. That's but like a, a, a basis of some structure, you know, like I'm thinking of you studying, you know, and there'll be having things that are a structure will help you get through stuff as you take on extra work, but then still allowing, you know, future Mike some flexibility to, and like, this is how I think, you know, like, there has to be some fun and there has to be recreation and just having those periods that are sort of, you can allow for change as well. That's not like it has to happen on Saturday at 2 PM, you know, like things can just adjust. Yeah. Anything that you usually try to plan to the T usually doesn't work out that way because life happens. Uh, but I do, I do use a scheduler. So I, I am very organized when it comes to, Hey, this needs done by five days from now. I usually like to break up, okay, what's most important and how can I break this down into four or five sections and kind of spread out the workload so I'm not overloading myself. So I have, I can schedule time for fun to go out to dinner with friends, to grab a, a margarita on a hot night, you know, or something. Yeah. So you got to be organized. You, you can't just do it on the yeah. fly or on a whim all the time. You're going to, you're going to snowball yourself. Like I, I agree with that. Like planning the, you know, blocking stuff out and planning a, a project, getting yourself down into the chunks that you need to get done in which order, and mm -hmm. then just sort of having them scheduled. And like my, my work day is really, really structured. And I, I fully agree with that. 
And I, I think with the, uh, the other things, you know, being able to take opportunity moments to send a text message or reach out to a friend or a family member or use that empty time in a car and, and have, have flex, you know, if this, something comes up on a Friday and you, you don't get to do the, the family dinner, you thought like, Hey, let's, let's make it a, a Saturday brunch together or not beating yourself over the head, but having that ability to slide things left and right in and around uh, the stuff that is fully structured. Yeah. No, for sure, man. No, that's a good, that's a great point. I like that. I like that a lot. That'll be you when you're studying. <laughs> now me studying is like to hit the, the. Back to school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Madison or whatever, you know? Oh my God. Hey, uh, what are the primary components of a happy life? Oh man. That's a big question. Uh, I'm just kind of letting what hits me right now kind of, kind of come to it. I think purpose is jumping out to me right now. So what's a, what's my, like, what is my purpose for even being here? And I think just as that's a very big topic or a big, you know, broad stroke of the brush there, but what is your purpose in life? What parts do you have in other people's lives? Do you, are you by yourself? Do you have family? Do you have friends? Are you a business owner? You know, you can go down a list is just, what is your purpose? And are you fulfilling that purpose? Are you, are you, are you being what you, you were born to be or made, made to be? Uh, that kind of jumps out at myself. So if you can identify what your purpose is, I think that's a good thing. Uh, the rest of it is uh, satisfaction. So you have your purpose. It's not always going to be good, but are you satisfied with like what you're doing? I think we all kind of know what right and wrong is. Um, and you go about your life and you're kind of doing these things, but it, like, are you, are you truly satisfied? Everybody wants to have that feeling of like, yes, I accomplished something. I'm going the right way. I'm, I have positivity. I have a good outlook. Um, yeah. So satisfaction pops up and then, um, relationships, kind of relationships do you have in your life? Are they meaningful? Are they, are they fake? You know, is, is your whole, is your whole life on Instagram where everything's filtered and perfect and, you know, nothing ever bad happens or, you know, are you real? Are you honest? Are you upfront? Are you there with the good and the bad? Or can you talk about the good and the bad? Do you really care about people? Do you have those intimate relationships and conversations? I, I, I kind of find all three, you know, all those topics, uh, those are the big ones popping out and it's just the constant reassessment. So if it was like in a, a circle going around, you know, like your computer, it's like loading, loading, loading. And it, those, all of those are constantly rotating in my life and they each need revisited all the time and keep asking all those questions and, and assessing. So that's kind of like, if you, if you're good in on all those and you're not always going to be hundred percent, but if you, you know, Hey, 75% is pretty good. And you're, and you're yeah. doing an evaluation, Absolutely. you know, like that's kind of what popped out to me when you asked that. So. I, I, I really like you, you saying purpose, you know, like I was thinking mission and aim and they're the same thing, you know, like what you're, what you're up, what you're up to in life. Yeah. Such like that drives everything else. I think, you know, and being able to 
I think there's a lot of stuff that happens when you're sort of like late teen, early twenties and sort of trying to figure out what that is. A lot of, uh, like, I think a lot of suffering in, in people's lives is when they're not clear on what that, that is. And like, I think that there's a lot of people who are like waiting for something to manifest like a light to shine down on their head and be like, ah, oh. and it's totally a created thing, like finding something and it, and it, it changes over time and there'll be a period where it might be career or it might be a, or an intimate relationship or, you know, certainly children can drive a lot of this stuff, you know, talking about being a business owner, like wh- what was that in, in service of, like what was the purpose or the, uh, the problem in the world that someone was looking at to solve when they set out in that path. And a lot of clarity comes into your life when those things are, are clear. Like, I, like I've spent a fair bit of time with Cherry talking about this stuff and talking to you guys really helps as well. And just knowing, knowing the big picture stuff in my life, what's important organizes the rest of the rest of my, uh, you know, the day flows, the mental energy is normal. You know, it doesn't need as much thought when you've thought about this stuff. Yeah. So you brought up the kind of the, as you get older type thing. So when you're a teenager, you're in that, you're in that educational bubble and you're just kind of like in your own little thing before you get into the real world. Twenties and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a conversation. Twenties is you're just out of you're just out of high school or college or uni, whatever you want to call it. And it's a competition. It's what do I have to show for my schooling or what I've done? And everybody's kind of getting together being like, Oh, you know, so-and-so like they just got a great job. Oh, you know, so-and-so they're doing this. And it's this rush and this mad pump of information about like, well, this is how successful I am. And, and people are still trying to figure out what, what they like experiences like I don't like that I do like this all through your 20s I'm in my you know I'm, I'm 33 and I'm getting to a point it's like I, I kind of know what I like I kind of know what I won't put up with anymore I I'm not I'm not about this I'm not about that I really enjoy this I, I take my time and I have more appreciation for things and then when you get in correct me if I'm wrong I'm not at this point but late 30s to your 40s is you're you're not even really thinking about you it's family oriented you have kids family like you're thinking schooling education how can I set up my family the best yeah so it's interesting right like I like there's a there's a split I reckon in our western world around success and uh, fulfillment or success and meaning and that there can be that thing in your 20s of really pushing to often to address some perceived lack you know like seeing your friends get ahead or uh, wanting to achieve something for yourself it really drives people and it can be a healthy it can be a healthy thing you know that drive to get out and achieve something but then I think that when that if that drive is not like if that internal uh, desire is not addressed. I think it's it's not good in your forties if you still have those people who've got something a perceived lack inside that's driving them. Like I don't think that they're people that you want to spend much time with. You know, sort of late thirties and into their forties. That I think there has to be a transition off success into meaning at some point, and having those concerns about yourself 
that you were trying to answer by, you know, success in the world in your, in your early time, like for me becoming a pilot and, and uh, dealing with that sort of stuff. If those are not addressed, I think you're, you can be pretty hollow individual. And we probably all know people who still are really like success driven mm-hmm. at, at a later stage in life. Yeah. And it's interesting though, like with the family, like the, the effort that I've put in with the kids, it's just a natural uh, part of me, you know, like when the kids are there, they're such a, a strong and natural uh, demand for your attention and time. It just, it just effortlessly comes out of you. And it, can, it is a lot, but like now they're, they're such good little people and they're sort of semi independent, you know, like, and where we live, we go out to dinner like with friends and they'll just messenger us, you know, we'll check on them and they're going to bed and so on. And it's, it's like this, it's not a constant flow of energy one way anymore. It's really this really nice, like all of that effort and, and time and discussion and how are we going to discipline the kids and how are we going to do this sort of stuff and being, being really intentional around it has really like it delivers this amazing return now. And again, there's this sense, I think there's just like a, a sliding scale of like, you do need to take care of yourself. Like we prioritize fun a lot, Cherry and I, you know, like we really want to have um, special experiences and music and meals and in and around when the rest of those other things are working, you know, like it's, it's, sort of, it's just a sliding scale of what's important. Yeah. But having, having a, like your mission or purpose first and understanding what it is you're getting out of bed for in the morning, I think is re- it really helps people, you know, and having a, having a plan, like a basic plan that can always just continue to be adjusted as you gain, you know, more and better information. But uh, yeah, well, like, you know, I, I feel better now at this age. Like I just, yesterday I just turned 45. Oh man, you ruined it. I was going to, okay. So let's stop, stop, stop. I just want to (laughs) put this out there within the last week, week and a half. T.O. Raff turned 44. So him and Mellon were the same age for a little bit. And then Mellon just turned the ripe young age of 45. That's right. Yep. So how does it, Nobody cares about Raf. Raf, if you're listening, <laughs> cares about your 44, blah, 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 blah. Melon, 45, your life is well over half over. How do you feel? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it, it, it is funny, right? Like, I, I think about this. I, I've thought about this stuff for a very long time. I think maybe my dad dying when I was 11 changed things for me so that I was just aware of mortality and, you know, I, I'd never thought I'd, I'd live to this age. You know, my dad passed at 43. Um, I definitely have uh, a lot more like internal peace than I did at 35 or 25. Like yeah. I just, I don't, I don't worry much about stuff, you know, and the things that, the things that ankle tap you in life are not the things you've been worrying about most of the time, you know, like none of us, None of us predicted coronavirus, right? Like that was not on anyone's radar. Yeah, you know, a lot less stress in life. You know, a lot, a lot. I think some of the stuff we've been talking about, like getting clear on purpose and meaning and setting your life up and having structures that you're working slowly towards, you know, accepting that things don't happen quickly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. Nothing. You know, like good relationships don't happen fast. No. You know, like a, a, a healthy marriage or a great friendship. It's just like an incremental thing where you invest in each other and together and same as health and diet and exercise. Like I, you know, all of those things, it's just like, I have a lot less churn. Like I don't worry about diets. I don't worry about exercise programs. I like, I know what works. It's not like a, I'm not reading muscle and fitness, trying to figure out some other guy's workout. I just, I just worry a lot less about that sort of stuff. I worry, I worry less about parenting. Like I know that I'm pretty good at it. And I know that these two kids are doing really well. Yeah. Like just a lot less. There's still, there's still things that come up, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're real things in life. And it's like the, the fantasy stuff that I used to stress about, I think it's just, it's, it's gone largely, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and honestly, that's something that you guys in your experience, you know, you guys are about, you know, 10 years older than I am. So it's kind of like you guys are my reconnaissance guys of life. <laughs> you're like, Hey man, I'm, I already know, I already know this is going to happen. And you, you're giving me the playbook, which is pretty cool because it's helped me out immensely and you guys have helped me realize exactly what you're talking about is dude, stop, stop worrying about this. Like this isn't as big as you think this isn't that like, there's a lot more stuff that's coming that you're going to learn as long as you maintain and stay balanced and all this other stuff. So you guys have helped me in so many ways when it comes to that, man, that that's just, that's just awesome. And like uh, anyone can spool up, you know, like you can throw you, you can freaking stuff a stick in the front wheel of the bike at any stage, right? And flip yourself off with just, but ho holding your center and being clear and having conversations like this and friendships like this that you just invest into over time, like they, they, they just return in, uh, in spades, whatever you put into them. The freaking Jedi Council, dude. That's what we are. We're the Jedi Council. You stay balanced until provoked, and uh, we only use violence and self-defense, and cut you in half. Uh, like, neighbor, you know? like I don't want to sound like I've arrived either, because I don't. I certainly don't feel like that. And but it just like I'm just more content. I'm more satisfied. I am happy with you know what I've done over the last five to ten years plus. And I like, I'm really looking forward to the next five to 10 as well. You know, like it's interesting when you look at happiness surveys and stuff, like it's funny, happiness actually decreases all the way through your twenties. And then there's this corner on at 49 and it's like a hockey stick. It just shoots up through your fifties. It's very interesting where it, it does not, it's not what you think would be. You think, oh no, no, older people are going to be less, less happy, but it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, I hear that a lot, you know, for the older people get for the most part, they just seem more easygoing. I yeah, let go of the bullshit, you know, the stuff that you've been stressing and carrying and yeah. freaking hands are tired, man. Let it go. Yeah. Imagine if you could just get to that point a lot earlier in your life and how much better life would be versus mm. spending years and years about worrying about stuff that really doesn't even matter. You know, I was speaking to a mate, I was speaking to a mate the other day, an old uh, Air Force mate, shout out to Lombas, an old uh, fighter pilot. And he was talking about people worrying about getting vaccinated, you know, getting a microchip put in them and, and all this <laughs> sort of stuff. 
And he's the same age as me. He's one year younger. And he was like, eh, you know, what have I got? 40, 50 years to go max. And then I'm dead. How bad could it be? Whatever. Just give me the freaking microchip, you know? Get over yourselves. Send it in there. They want to know what you're doing at two in the morning when you're sitting there playing Xbox. Yeah. Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these Illuminati? What kind of a freaking life do these poor bastards live? So, so I just want to say something really funny real quick, okay? If you think the government is that smart to be able to put that stuff in chips and track you with everything, okay? then you don't know government and how it works because they can barely like figure out how they're going to they maintain the roads. Yeah. They can't even maintain the potholes in the roads and all this other stuff that they have total control about and whatever. It's, it's hilarious. Like don't give them that much credit. Okay. Yeah. It, it's on I the, know. it's on the people. I had a dude ask me that a pharmacist asked me the other day about was the earth flat. And I was really looking at this dude in a lab coat, like in a, I was look, really looking at me and I was like, what are you talking about? Like I've, I've flown long distances across the earth and you don't, you do not fly in a straight line because the earth is a ball, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's some wide uh, stuff, man. Great circle navigation is a real thing. Yeah. Well, I sort of think we're at the end of uh, the amount of time we can possibly ask our listeners to give up, Mr. Mark. Yeah, no, it was good. I, I really, I always like these questions and, you know, we don't, we, we don't ask these questions until we're, we ask them. So it, it's really cool just to hear these honest answers and have this conversation. But uh, like I said before, reach out to us when we post stuff and like, hey, what do you guys want to hear? You can say hello, you can ask questions, you can ask individual or for the group or a topic maybe you heard or references or suggestions. Uh, we're here for you. So uh, you ever hear that thing is like, it's only going to be as good as much as you put into it, you know, type thing. It, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like that. So the more feedback we hear from you guys, the better we can make things in the show. And um, we already have some topics that we've been discussing for future episodes that are going to be, again, I think very powerful. Um, I think one that we talked about is uh, a very hard one to navigate, but it's nothing that we can't handle with the right people in the right environment. So um, that, one, that one would be like uh, sexual harassment and how to deal with that in society, because I think that's really showing its face. But how do we as men and women and as people uh, treat each other and uh, how are we supposed to correct it and keep each other accountable? So look for that in a future episode. I think that's going to be good. But uh, this has been something we've been talking about a lot offline. Uh, the three of us plus wives, you know, as a father of a 14 year old daughter, I would love the world to change so that, and she's vision impaired so that she never has to, you know, walk out of a bar late at night and won't worry about who's around and what could happen to her. You know, I mean, it's a thing. It's the thing that we, we need to address as a culture. Yeah. 50% of the people can be afraid of the other 50% and it's, you know, it's a hard thing for men to get their mind around, especially perhaps, you know, bigger and more sort of physically capable guys like Mike and I. But uh, yeah, we should. never really had that concern of people who are 40, 50% bigger than us. We just never have been in that environment. Yeah, we should be protecting, not, not hurting people like yeah. that, you know? It's just, it's something that has been happening since we're all living in caves and like there's a conversation that we can we can have as a as a, a group 
and hopefully change things for our kids. But uh, yeah, let us know what you think. If you could, uh, the reviews on the bottom of the Apple podcast where most people uh, listen based on our stats. So right down the bottom there, it's got like leave a review. And if you put just your honest thoughts and feelings in there or a topic you'd like us to explore in the future and uh, and a rating, that really helps um, with the way the algorithm and everything works on that uh, platform. It really helps get our podcast and our message out there. And as you've heard us talking, there's not like we're doing this for any uh, kind of financial reward. Uh, it just helps communicate it out. So have a look down the bottom of the podcast player where you're listening to this is often leave a review. And, you know, if you write down there some thoughts or questions you'd like us to work through, we will get to them as you've heard today. So um, until next time, you know, I hope we've uh, worked through something that has been in, of some benefit today. But uh, until next time, stay focused, stay safe and uh, reach out to your friends and family. I'll see you next time.